Nancy Pelosi defends lawmakers owning individual stocks. And we're going to get into the story right away. But basically, to keep it simple, she's literally defending insider trading. Okay? And this is what's so disturbing because you have someone who is worth over a hundred million dollars. Someone who's worth over nine figures because of investments. Okay, so just keep that in mind, right? And she kind of always just basically speaks along the line of like, you know, kind of like being for the everyday working person, which is never the case, right? Because here's the thing, right? This is a problem when it comes to people who make too much money is that there's a mental barrier where you no longer can relate to the everyday person, right? If you're worth over $100 million, there is zero chance that you know what, or you basically have an idea, right, of the feelings, of the mental thoughts that are going on with someone who's basically living paycheck to paycheck or who is just making a lower income, right? You're so distanced away from that life because literally you have more money than cities, right? It's like It's crazy when you think about it. Okay, so let's go right into it. So House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended rules that allow members of Congress to own individual stocks, batting down concerns about lawmakers using insider information to juice their portfolios. By the way, like her investments are so sketchy, right, that people have literally made basically a plan, like a guideline of like, hey, You know, this is how you end up getting wealthy or this is how you end up getting rich by basically following her stock trades. Like, it's crazy. So the liberal liberal congresswoman from San Francisco said lawmakers should be able to own stocks because the U.S. is a free market economy. Now, here's the thing, right? I have no problem with, like, congresspeople owning stocks if it's basically, like, in a mutual fund where basically they're technically putting money into, like, a whole broad spectrum of stocks or, like, in an industry, but they don't necessarily are picking individual stocks, right? Because when you pick individual stocks and then you basically make laws or you approve laws or you know what laws are going to be approved – or disapproved, you can trade that specific stock, right? So you could profit heavily from only insider information, right? Whereas if you were to basically invest, let's just say, like to the S&P 500 every single month, I think that should be perfectly fine because you don't have any specific control over a single stock, Right, So there's no way that you're going to necessarily influence it or heavily profit from one stock going way up or way down. Right, You're basically just investing into the market on a broad spectrum. Which, by the way, for the everyday person, if you want to gradually increase your net worth, 
right? Just invest basically into the S&P 500, right? Because this is the way that you got to understand, right? Without really good information like insider trading, for the everyday person, investing into individual stocks is just a gamble, right? Like a lot of traders end up losing basically all of their money when they choose individual stocks. Congress people don't because they have this extra insider information which allows them to profit heavily from it, right? But for the everyday person, the everyday American, where they would literally go to prison for doing this sort of stuff, and I mean prison, you will literally serve prison for doing what these Congress people end up doing. You'll end up losing money if you don't have this information, if you don't trade based off this information, or if you're not spending every day looking at charts and news and all that kind of stuff, right? So for the everyday person, just invest into the S&P 500 and you are going to be gradually increasing your net worth, right? Because it has a proven track record of a pretty long historical annual return of, I believe, like 7 to 10%, which is pretty nice, meaning that your money will end up basically compounding constantly, right? And also, depending on which like index fund or mutual funds that you end up investing in, they also produce like a dividend that you can reinvest into it. So that's also going to help you out as well for long-term investing. But yeah, it's crazy. So her comments Wednesday came amid rampant apparent violations of the Stock Act, which is supposed to rein in lawmakers' trades. When asked whether the opportunity to profit on trades could create a conflict of interest, the speaker flatly said no to the idea of supporting a ban on trading individual stocks. Now, you also have to understand, again, why she is going to be against this. It's because she herself has made millions of dollars by being involved with this stuff, right? Like, think about it. None of these Congress people, I believe, have a salary over a million dollars, right? And yet, you have some of them worth nine figures, multiple eight figures. It's because of these deals, these insider trades. We're a free market economy, Pelosi told reporters. They, members of Congress, should be able to participate in that. The Speaker conceded that lawmakers needed to follow rules on public disclosure of the trades. If people aren't reporting stock trades, they should be, she said. Still, Pelosi's reaction was seen as flippant by some given the rash of apparent stock trade violations. So Pelosi's most recent financial disclosure shows her husband has millions of dollars worth of holdings. That includes stock in Amazon and Apple that are each worth between $5 million and $25 million. Other assets she report include stock options held in Google's parent company worth between $1 million and $5 million, Comcast stock worth between $1 million and $5 million, and stock in Visa worth between $5 million and $25 million. Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, is a businessman who runs a venture capital and investment firm, Financial Leasing Services Incorporated, over the years, and he's made countless bets on high-profile companies 
his wife is supposed to regulate like Amazon, Apple, and Google. Pelosi has long said she has no involvement in or prior knowledge of her husband's trading decision and does not own any stock herself. Pelosi's position contradicts sharply with the position of most liberals, including Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York and Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts. Now, personally, I believe AOC is financially basically a moron because based off her tax returns, she is so financially illiterate to basically be making, I think, over $200,000 a year and have no investments at all, right? And yes, she basically puts the blame on pretty much all these CEOs, all these people who are wealthy because they do well with their money. It's just crazy when you really think about it, right? Like she's someone who makes a lot of money and basically spends every single cent that she has or she's not reporting her taxes correctly, right? So in the past month, both lawmakers have slammed the idea of members of Congress trading stocks as brazen and ludicrous. The issue of congressional stock trading has taken on new urgency since the beginning of the pandemic, when suspiciously timed stock trades by lawmakers in both parties provoked outrage and led to multiple investigations. To date, no one has been charged in connection with stock trading investigations undertaken by the Justice Department and the Securities Exchange Commission. Now, another thing that you got to understand, too, right? The government is going to basically do whatever it is is in their own best interest. So these Congress people are not going to end up getting punished at all for insider trading, but the common day person would be, right? Same thing with, like, let's say that I don't know if anyone's actually who like ends up listening to this knows about what's going on with the uh, crypto XRP, but the SEC is going after XRP, right? That crypto coin, and also basically the company as well. But at the same time that they've been doing this, they have also basically green-lighted Ethereum, basically free reign. Right, because some of them have ties to Ethereum personally, right? To the developers and all that kind of stuff, right? So, this gets into the weird situation when it comes to like politicians or people high ranked in the government where they have ties to very potentially lucrative deals that might give them a conflict of interest, and yet they're not going to get punished for that. So it gets really weird, basically, the higher up you go in the whole government spectrum. But either way, I agree that Congress people should be allowed to be involved in the stock market, but not individual stocks, right? I'm perfectly okay with them basically being involved in, like, let's say, an index fund of different sectors, right? or index fund that basically just trades the top 500 companies, like the S&P 500, right? So, like, for example, SPY, 
right? Which you could check it out on Robinhood, right? Something that is very broad that trades a whole bunch of companies on a whole, but you don't necessarily invest in a single company because then you somewhat distance yourself from it, right? And as long as you don't make like crazy bets before or after certain deals, then that'd be okay, right? But if you like, if these Congress people end up basically putting like, you know, 15%, 20% of their income into like the S&P 500, that's not that big of a deal, right? But if they end up making like million dollar bets into like Pfizer right before the whole pandemic, yeah, that is a pretty serious uh, thing, right? So that's something to really think about. So the often lucrative trades nonetheless shine a spotlight on the inadequacies of a 2012 law called the Stock Act, which bars members from using inside information to make investment decisions and requires that all stock trades be reported to Congress within 45 days. The 2012 law was passed with bipartisan support in the wake of a stock trading scandal, yet in the nearly 10 years since it was enacted, no one has been prosecuted under it even as many members continue to conspicuously trade. In some recent cases, lawmakers have failed to report their trades altogether as required by the law. Which, by the way, if they have failed to report their trades altogether, which is required by the law, by these Congress people, they need to be punished, whoever they are, right? Because, look, this is such a dirty game of, like, politics and all that kind of stuff, right? And it it is so dirty that you have people in government swaying the populace in different ways while also profiting specifically based off how they sway the populace. So that's what is like really disturbing. And they basically enact laws or push away laws that will have a direct impact on specific companies that they're probably going to be invested in or short. So it gets really scary to see that happening. Like, it's just so dirty. So, so dirty. Like, this is basically... This is basically, like, the government basically saying, like, hey, we're going to put, like, a million dollars into uh, a mask company right before the pandemic happens, and then you basically profit, like, 10, 20, 30 million dollars from that, and, you know, you don't get punished, right? Even though you knew exactly that this company was going to end up making a crap ton of money or be worth a hell of a lot more money because of the pandemic is going to be coming. So it's going to be, uh, it's just crazy that lawmakers are even able to do this, right? And none of them get punished for that. Sure, people get called out for it sometimes, but none of them get punished, right? Because again, we're talking about if any individual, any citizen were to do what they did, what they do, you would be in prison for years, okay? And you would not have that money that you made, right? Like there's multiple records of people doing insider trading, like citizens, right, of doing insider trading that have gone to prison for years. 
By the way, if you want to learn how to get a debt, go to 40inbox.com. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and is very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.